Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, the City Council's Budget and Audit Committee will please come to order. Would the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you. Councilmember Talamantes? Here. Mayor Pro Tem Vang? Here. Vice Mayor Guetta? Here. And Mayor Steinberg? Here. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Councilmember Jennings isn't here yet. Vi uh, Vice Mayor, would you mind leading us in the land acknowledgement and the Pledge of Allegiance, please? Please rise for the opening acknowledgement in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and the tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisanan people, the Southern Maidu, the, the Valley and Plains Miwok, and the Putwin Wintun people, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe, may we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and the appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contribution, and lives. Thank you. If everyone can uh, face the flag, please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. Salute, pledge, I pledge allegiance to, to the, the flag, flag of, of the United, United States of America, America and, and to, to the Republic, Republic for which it stands, one nation, nation under God, God indivisible, liberty with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Vice Mayor, uh, and good afternoon uh, to everyone. Um, today is uh, an important meeting um, of the Budget and Audit Committee. They're all important, of course, but today we take the recommendations that we heard from the community uh, and from uh, the full city council in each of the separate subject matter hearings, and we try to incorporate them into specific budget recommendations beyond the base budget um, presented by the city manager to the full city council. And of course, this year is different. I just want to remind people. Um, in prior years where we've had significant surpluses, the managers presented a budget, the mayor, uh, the previous mayor and this mayor have uh, written lengthy, uh, but very articulate, uh, well-written well written, uh, budget, budget memos in which the mayor is recommended to the council um, in ways that are mostly consistent, by the way, with the manager's budget, but what the mayor uh, uh, recommends in terms of the expenditure of some of those surplus dollars. This year is different. It's different because um, the economy's in a different place, not as good as it was. We don't have the large surpluses. To the degree that we do have some additional money, there is a clear consensus among the city council that with collective bargaining, uh, uh, around the corner or actually beginning, that uh, we want to invest uh, in, uh, in attracting and retaining uh, our city workforce across the board. And so that's where most of the money uh, is proposed to go. Now there is some, or there's always some things we can do, quote, on the margins. And as I said at previous meetings, the back and forth between external investment uh, and internal investment were always this city council, the next city council, the next mayor, we're always going to try to achieve the imperfect balance. Um, and it is imperfect, but we have a responsibility to both, to build up the organization so that it is strong, and at the same time to invest directly in our community, affordable housing, youth, 
um, commercial corridors, workforce development, art and culture, you name it. So here we are. This is a season for investing uh, in our workforce and properly so. So that's just a little bit of a context. Today we're going to be talking about those additional items that came up during uh, the hearing. So let us begin with the consent calendar. Uh, is there a, a motion on the consent calendar? I'll move the consent calendar. Vice Mayor, second by Councilmember Talamantes. Thank you. <laughs> Beat you to it. Okay. Um, is there public testimony? I have one speaker on this item, Mac Worthy. Mr. Worthy, are you here? And um, as Mr. Worthy comes to the podium, I do want to remind members of the public, if you'd like to speak on an agenda item when the item begins, if you're in council chambers, fill out a speaker slip. If you're on Zoom, raise your hand. After the first speaker, we will no longer accept speaker slips, and the raise hand feature in Zoom will be disabled. And speakers will have 30, uh, two minutes to address the committee. Mr. Worthy? People, we, we said, so we'll see audit, but we, there's some things that left out people on an audit. We want to know what type of audit it were. Were it to show people how much money we got coming in per quarter, how many people from the neighborhood could digest it. Nobody have come in here but me and an old white guy talked about money. Why? You got people coming here and raise all kind of hell, but they can't speak to the money. This is what we want to know. We want to know and contribute some ideas to this, but I don't contribute my ideas when I know there's something wrong. Something wrong. We want to know the taxpayers' money. We want to know the sales tax before it go to the state. How much money and where does it grow interest before you get it over to the State Department? We want to know where is the money that's coming from the arena? How much? We want to know what goes to labor. It's common sense, people. I operated the business for 50 years here. We want to know where some of these people you said, my, uh, my people that staff, we want to know where did those staff get the education to put some idea out here. We want to do some questioning here on some real questions because money. We want to know what was the bond money coming here, how you're paying the bond money back. We want to know how many out of the country that bought bonds and they come in here. We want to know did you pay the principal. If you didn't pay the principal, if you're getting for three cent, three percent, and don't pay on the principal, you're paying six percent the next year. Let's talk some business here. Because it don't make sense to keep pimping the people. You are pimping the people out of money. Every time we turn around, it's another fee. Another fee. Where is the 500 people that run businesses coming here? Where is the $100,000 a year jobs that come in here in the past eight years? They're having people because you are doing something you're right. Thank you for your comments. Mary, I have no more speakers. Okay. Thank you. All in favor, please say aye. Aye. I oppose, abstain. That passes 3 nothing. Uh, Marthala is going to present items 2 and 3, please. Excuse me? Three. Items 2 and 3? Oh, no, no, no. Your vote. I believe she thinks she said 3. I'm sorry. The vote, vote, the the vote was 3 to nothing. There's four people on this committee. Four, four, four nothing. Four zero, unanimous. Thank you, Mayor. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, items two and three. Go ahead. Okay. Good afternoon. I'm Rafael Santizo, budget manager, and I'll walk you through the changes requested and made to the fiscal year 24 proposed budget. Okay. 
This is an overview of what we'll be covering this afternoon, which includes the proposed changes to the fiscal year 24 budget, council recommended changes, adjustments to various positions in multi-year pro operating projects or MIOPS, resolution changes, and what all of these changes will do to the forecast. We also submitted a companion report that contains fiscal year 23 recommended budgetary and resolution adjustments. These adjustments will fund council recommended changes and keep the fiscal year 24 budget balanced. Okay. So we'll start at the top. As you may recall, in the previous five-year forecast, there was a 1.1 million shortfall in homeless services. The appropriation of the 1.1 million addresses the shortfall and keeps homeless services at the same level as fiscal year 23. Most of the proposed budget changes that you see here are small labor adjustments due to the timing of when the proposed budget was released. This includes approximately 27,000 in general fund measure U. 13,000 in the water fund, 3,000 in the community center fund, and a reduction of 3,000 in the storm drainage fund. There is also a net zero change in the Delta Shores fund. Both revenues and expenditures are increased by 500,000. I do wanna state on the record that in the report there was a small cost for the police department's organizational changes. That is incorrect. The adjustments made are cost neutral and this will be reflected in the final budget for adoption. The changes are also reflected in the five-year forecast that I will present later. This slide shows council recommended budget changes as discussed at the previous council meetings. Starting from the top, a program specialist will be added to the Office of Climate Action and Sustainability. The program specialist will manage tasks from the Climate Implementation Work Plan, coordinate climate adaption and resiliency efforts, work with city staff to advance the city council's climate goals, and work on external funding opportunities. The next three council recommended budget changes will be funded using fiscal year 23 resources as discussed in the companion report. A $250,000 MIOP will be created for the language access plan. An admin analyst will be added in fiscal year 24 using the funding from the MIOP. And the new admin analyst will work on the initiation of the language access program. A $432,000 dollar MIOP will be created for park safety. This MIOP will fund two new park safety rangers with their equipment and vehicles in fiscal year 24. The new park safety rangers would provide additional coverage at parks. One million will be added to the Office of Violence Prevention MIOP, and this is on top of the one million that's already included in the proposed budget. And 450,000 in capital and MIOP funds will be reallocated for the Southside Park Pool renovations. And finally, in the companion report, two additional MIOPs were created for when funding becomes available. There are several position and MIOP adjustments conducted in the fiscal year 24 budget. Positions and MIOPs from the offices of youth development and climate action and sustainability were moved from the city manager's office to YPSI and public works. Public Works is also moving another position into the Office of Climate Action and Sustainability from their Business Operations Division to increase staffing levels in that division. And finally, one position from Finance will move to IT in fiscal year 24.
There are several proposed budget resolution changes that would give the city manager additional authority to conduct everyday operations. The first two reso editions of section 17.5 and 10.14 would allow the city manager to make changes to existing MIOPS and projects to meet operational needs within the cannabis division and the utilities department. We are updating section 10.8 to remove language that is no longer relevant. That change is more to clean up the budget reso. And at the May 16th budget hearing, the police department requested authority to extend and increase the not to exceed amounts of 10 grant agreements focusing on violence and gang prevention. The addition of section 17.9 will give them that authority. And finally, in the companion report, there are two resolution requests. The first one would establish MIOPS and funding for council recommended programs and projects in fiscal year 24. The second would allow carryover authority to provide resources specifically for youth field maintenance in fiscal year 23. We are also recommending that this language be added to the fiscal 24 budget reso, which would allow the carryover to be conducted every fiscal year and the carry for carryover would address the large backlog of deferred maintenance for sport fields. All right. So it's a little hard to see, um, but I'll talk through this. Um, here's the revised forecast. It includes all the proposed and council recommended changes that I just mentioned. And as I mentioned earlier as well, this five-year forecast is different from the one in the report due to the police department's organizational changes being cost neutral. The proposed budget changes of the small labor adjustments are included in the top section of the forecast. All of the council recommended budget changes can be seen in the last four rows of the other sources and uses section, which is in the middle of the forecast. The ones that are being funded with fiscal year 23 resources for fiscal year 24 shows the cost impact from fiscal year 25 forward and assumed growth is included for all added positions. So what does this do to the four year, five year forecast overall? The ending fund balance in fiscal year 24 decreased by 181,000 from 1.1 million in the original forecast to the 919,000 amount that you see at the bottom of fiscal year 24. From fiscal year 25 forward, the deficit in the ending fund balance increases by an average of 1.6 million each year. All right. So what's next for the budget process? Well, we're coming to the end. We'll return back to council on June 13th for final budget adoption. And this is the conclusion of my presentation and we are available to answer any questions. Thank you. All right, thank you. Do we have public testimony? Yes, Mayor, I have five speakers. We're taking both item two and three together, yes, correct? Please. So our first speaker is Mac Worthy, then Ralph Proper, <clears throat> then Jesse Tinchner. Adjustment of a budget. How many people from the neighborhood knew what that mean? That sit down with you and you explain that to them. How many and where's the documentation of the people that showed up? People, these are the things. Now you get back to public works. You could get young men could come out and do the work, which uh, would train them. Because the pieces of equipment, you said heavy equipment, all you have to do is have a supervisor and show them how to work. 
Now, I know when my father-in-law worked public work, he wasn't even taking out Social Security. Now, the supervisor would be the only people on retirement. Now, the young men there that wanted you get trained, uh, they will be ready to step in as you need. But you're not doing that. You want to say, well, we're a big-time city. You're not a big-time city. You're a little cow town, and we'll always be a little cow town. You can get some people out there and make some money. You got equipment out there that a child can operate and pick up leaves. You got beans to put it in and dump it. You got things of the uh, water. Why are you telling me on my uh, water the five rooms and when you got a, a meter to measure the water? Who's lying? Are uh, the meter lying or are you using the old fashioned way? When you got a duplex, you, you got uh, one meter. Family lives in it. You got a thing here of rental protection. What is rental protection? Rental protection is another fee that should have been going to court and is unconstitutional. Why would you want to go around and say, well, have you written this out? There's a clause there. Family don't have to do it. And you'll see the agent families here that ain't paying the $40. We are not paying the $40 because my daughter, there after my wife deceased, my daughter's still there in the back house and we're up in the front house. Wake up. How do you how to create money so the public will have a supplement income? Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Ralph Proper, then Jesse Tienchen. Hello. I'm Ralph Proper. I'm on the board of the Environmental Council of Sacramento, where I chair the Climate Committee and on the board of Breathe California Sacramento. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to see that uh, there's proposed budget adjustment to add staff for, uh, for uh, climate and uh, sustainability. Uh, we need at least one more staff, I would say. Uh, there's a lot of challenges that we should deal with. Uh, I'll, I take note of the fact that uh, coastal cities in California tend to get uh, more of the funds from uh, state and federal sources for a variety of uh, environmental programs. Uh, and uh, there's a lot available now with the IRA and other, other state uh, funds that have become available in the last year. And uh, we, need, we need staff to uh, work with, uh, with uh, community groups and others to get those uh, funds for the programs that we need. There's a lot of challenges that we have to deal with here. Uh, I might add it would be good to add staff, too, to deal with the transportation priorities plan, as, as we've heard from staff here, that uh, there's uh, a lot that uh, can and should be done to uh, decrease the vehicle miles traveled and other have, otherwise have a lot of benefits for the city, and, uh, but uh, there's, there's no funds to accomplish those, or very little, in terms of what, the, uh, what can be done and what the need is. I, I, I'll just add a little further that uh, if uh, Sacramento shows that we're leaders in dealing with climate change, it'll help our economy because uh, Economically, that's the wave of the future. There's a lot of funds being invested in this from Silicon Valley and elsewhere. And uh, uh, if we show that we're leaders, we'll, uh, we'll help our economy. We'll bring a lot of, uh, of uh, business and industry here to, to deal with our challenge and help us all. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker is Jesse Tianchen, then Marcus Tang. Hi. My name is Jesse Chenchu. I'm the CEO of Opening Doors, a Sacramento-based organization that serves immigrants, refugees, and survivors of trafficking on their path to stability, self-sufficiency, and belonging. Opening Doors is a proud member of the Fuel Network, 
and we were disappointed to see that the renewal funding for this work was not included in the budget. I urge you to consider including this. Our community is made stronger by the contributions of refugees and immigrants. Immigrants and refugees have entrepreneurship rates that are two and 4% higher than the rest of the population. In 2019, immigrants made up 27% of California's population and had $291 billion in spending power just in the state of California. In Sacramento, our immigrant neighbors paid over $300 million in state and local taxes and had $2.4 billion in spending power. Economic benefits aside, we have as a community a long history of embracing diversity and inclusion and welcoming those who are seeking refuge, safety, and a chance to build a better life. With the leadership of some of you on this dais, we responded to the policies of the previous administration. And while we do have a different administration at the federal level, whether it is the complicated response to multiple refugee crises, or replacing Title 42 with what is essentially an asylum ban, the need is still there. I urge all of you to include renewal for the Fuel Network's funding. When our refugee and immigrant neighbors thrive, we all thrive. With this program, we can continue to live into our values of welcome. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Marcus Tang, then Nicole Zandari. Zanardi, I'm thinking. Marcus. Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Marcus Tang, and I'm here on behalf of the Sacramento Family Unity Education and Legal Network for Immigrants, or FUEL for short, as you heard from, a pre from the previous speaker. Um, I just want to provide some more context about what FUEL is and, and what the program does. Um, FUEL is a network of over 80 organizations that serve Sacramento's immigrant community. The program was established by, the, by, by this city council at the beginning of the Trump administration to help meet the immense need for additional legal, education, and mental health services facing Sacramento's uh, immigrant and refugee community. Um, the need that you know, we all anticipated due to the aggressive increase in deportation and immigration enforcement policies um, at the federal level. Um, over the past five years, FUEL has represented around 50 individuals in immigration court, provided legal assistance to over 500 individuals in their applications for permanent immigration relief, um, provided immigration consultations um, to over 1,000 individuals about what their, uh, what their options are and, and you know, what resources are available to them, and given presentations to over 11,000 individuals in, in the Sacramento community about their rights and available resources. Um, as, as the previous speaker mentioned, you know, the, the, the need that, that we're seeing is, is still very, um, very great. Um, I wanted to highlight you know, just some examples of, of that need. Um, with Title 42, we are expecting an influx of refugees and, and people seeking asylum in, into this community who will need services and resources and, and know what, what um, who, you know, who, who's available to help. Um, we are expecting a decision on DACA uh, any day now um, from, you know, from, from, from the federal court system. Um, with the ending of the federal public health emergency, um, officially, people are now being disenrolled from their public benefits, and there's going to be... Um, um, you know, for Medi-Cal, for example, and, and so there's going to be a need for information about what they need to do to re-enroll or, you know, whether they're eligible. And as we've seen, right, other states are, are, are ramping up this anti-immigrant rhetoric. Um, so now is the time for Sacramento to um, you know, really address this need. Thank you for your Thank comments. You. Next speaker is Nicole Zanardi, and then I have one person online.
proceed? Okay. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Nicole Zanardi. I'm an immigration attorney, and I work as a member of the FUEL network here in Sacramento. Um, I'd like to just highlight the growing need for immigrants in Sacramento and how the FUEL network addresses this and can continue to address the growing need. Um, the Sacramento Immigration Court opened in 2019, and especially since the pandemic, there has been an exponential increase in the number of cases at the Sacramento Court. There are currently over 12,000 pending cases. Um, and with that comes a huge need for folks, um, those 12,000 folks in removal proceedings in Sacramento. Um, fuel funding and support has allowed us to um, at least partially address this need through education, outreach, limited scope assistance, and full scope representation to folks going through the immigration court process. Um, and the need is only going to continue to grow as more and more cases are filed with the Sacramento Immigration Court. Um, and the fuel network can continue to address this need um, in the ways I just described. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is phone number, last four digits, 4366. Is that Mr. Davis? Hello, yes, this is Lambert, and I, I was listening to the report, and there's a couple of things that caught my attention. Uh, first of all, um, I'm a big I'm a big advocate for not giving raises to, to uh, city employees who work remotely. And the reason being is because it's the opposite of having to come to work and everything that goes with it, whether it's getting dressed, whether it's getting gas, whether it's parking, what, whatever goes with going to work. If you really want to know, ask Minty Cuppy. She's been in there since the uh, pandemic. To me, she lost money coming to the to the chambers she had to do everything that these workers that i'm hearing in this report they're talking about labor costs you can save a lot of money by not giving raises to people who are working remotely and i read an article during memorial weekend that there's a lot of uh city city employees working remotely in other states and if that's true, they should be terminated because that's double dipping. People in Sacramento could work at City Hall. And uh, these people that want to scam the system using COVID as a reason, then cut them loose. Because when I hear labor uh, is being negotiated, I hope it's not salaries. Because they don't deserve a raise if they're at home. I've called City Hall, and I I got somebody answered the phone, and I said, did I wake you up? And she was so groggy, she said she was laying in her loft. To me, she should, if she's not working here in Sacramento or whoever that was, they shouldn't get a check. They should be cut loose. This remote working. Thank you for your is, comments. Mary, I have no more speakers. All right. Thank you. Vice Mayor Guetta. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I, first, I want to uh, thank all of uh, the uh, the city team, uh, city manager, and who uh, have got us this far. We had very two very extensive uh, uh, council hearings and uh, and budget hearings to get us to, to where we are in a in a budget that's tight. 
And so where we are today, I think, um, you know, is moving us so quickly, which is why this meeting is going faster than we probably expected it to. Uh, oh, I wanted to first thank um, uh, a couple things uh, responding to the last meeting. One, including the, uh, the issue of language access as uh, a MIOP. And we know we're working in tandem with you. The leadership of the Mayor Pro Tem, she'll probably talk more to that, but making sure we're thinking about what's it going to take for us, you know, in the number of years to be able to make sure that all of our city residents have equal access to the resources um, of our city. Um, as they're all taxpayers who help contribute to our city. Uh, the second piece, as some of the folks mentioned here about uh, the challenges that we have with climate, I think for us to be able to look in multiple years and the fact that we have the advanced clean fleets as a MIOP helps respond to not only the state mandate that we have to make sure that we're looking at uh, zero emission vehicles and reducing our own carbon footprint and making sure that we're moving forward, but um, that's part of our climate action plan. And I think to the point that was made, I hope that um, you know, as I mentioned in my pre previous comments, that we start looking at where are the economic opportunities for us to in the city to benefit from that. Uh, the third piece here that I wanted to mention was thank you uh, for making sure that the pub park safety um, component was added to it. A uh, number of us throughout the entire city, and this, this isn't just District 6, but throughout the entire city, wanted to make sure that we have more park rangers that so we're a bit addressing our our uh, the conditions and uh, in our parks and making sure that we have open and active spaces that people can actually um, bike to. I like the I like the bike shirt, you know. But if, if we don't have uh, if we don't have safe and clean parks, then then um, that affects our quality of life. Uh, and uh, and then finally, thanks to the staff for thinking through a tight budget to be able to make sure that we're. Um, having this, the, the, the bandwidth for the negotiations so that um, we do respect our and make sure that we're retaining and recruiting the best talented staff for our city. The only thing that I think is missing in this, in this budget is uh, uh, the continuation of the fuel network that was brought up during the public comment. Uh, and um, and I understand that we're still moving through some administrative procedures through that. So um, And it has been something that... Uh, for the last five years, we've uh, we've participated in, and in today's epic times uh, in the city of Denver, just showed the headline was you know city scrambles amid um, new uh, new uh, I think it was surge of immigrants, and that's a city that was unprepared for what uh, what may come and what has come. We even though uh, even though there have been multiple issues between asylum issues, immigrant issues, refuse issues over the last five years. Our city has done an immense job where we haven't seen a headline like that because of a network that we have here, the fuel network. They've done great, tremendous work to be able to triage with limited resources. And it's, a, and it's paid dividends because it helps folks become immediate active participants in our city. So with that, Mr. Mayor, um, I will go ahead and move uh, this. Um, uh, well, we have two items here, but I'll, I'll move both items. Um, both the, uh, the uh, MIOP uh, recommended budget adjustment authority will have to probably take two votes here and then also mid move the mid-year operating budget uh, with the adjustment in the mid-year operating budget of uh, the continuation of the 500000 for the fuel network that we've done in the past uh, contingent upon uh, compliance because I know we still have to make sure that we get through all the administrative pieces there. Uh, and I know part of the issue is also looking for additional resources. So I want to make sure that it's uh, those pieces that the 500000 for the continuation that's been in prior budgets, 
plus uh, contingent upon compliance and um, looking at additional resources. So with that, Mr. Mayor, um, team, and, and public, I want to thank everyone for putting together a very strong budget, um, and uh, that's my motion, Mr. Mayor. All right. Um, we'll see if there's a second of the motion. We've got Mayor Pro Tem Vang. Thanks, Mayor. I'll second Vice Mayor Aguirre's motion, especially uh, with the amendment regarding the field network as well, based on compliance. And that would come back mid-year budget. Is that accurate? I just want to make yeah. sure I heard that accurately, the amendment that Vice Mayor Aguirre made regarding field network. Yes. Well, the timing is subject to the compliance of the, okay. the things we're... Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, se I'll second that, Mayor. Um, just a few comments. Um, first, want to say thank you to Marthala Laney and just our city staff, again, for your hard work to bring version two of the proposed budget back to us. Um, I think it is clear across all of my colleagues and on this dais is that we want to pass a budget that's centering our employees. Uh, I think we've said that loud and clear. Um, and making sure that we invest in our city services, but also remembering to uh, invest in our most vulnerable neighborhoods and family that will continue to need support, um, especially because many of our families are still feeling the residual impacts of the pandemic. Um, there are a few items, uh, new items in this budget, uh, in the second version budget, that I just like to uplift as well. First is really around the language access uh, work. Um, as you know, last year, our city auditor conducted a gap analysis of our language access services in the city of Sacramento and found 16 major findings with gaps in our city. Um, and it's for me, it's really important as we're working on this policy and this ordinance to implement this, that we also set aside funding allocation to support the implementation. And so really want to take this moment really just to thank all the uh, community members that's been involved with LEAP, our language access, our language equity access work group. Um, and also want to say thank you to the city manager. And especially I want to give a shout out to Amy Williams uh, for her hard work as well and her commitment um, in ensuring that we actually address uh, the gaps uh, in this report. And so um, really grateful for that. I think capacity is, is really key, right? Uh, as I've often have shared that as a council, we can pass policy, but if we don't put the dollars behind it, we can't implement it. And so uh, just building off on the capacity piece, really grateful to see uh, that in this budget, um, we also have an additional staff to uh, really help Jennifer and the team reach our climate goals, um, ensuring we have capacity to address um, our climate strategy is critical. And so really appreciate um, city manager uh, for, for figuring out the dollars and putting that in, into the budget. Uh, would love to see more additional staff, and I know we'll have a fuller conversation when we bring this proposal back to the full council, uh, but really great to see those uh, addition. I did have a question in particular around just PD's budget. Um, I know that last week we had a very in-depth conversation um, from the police department and I noticed that in this budget in particular we added an additional one million for the Office of Violence Prevention um, and wanted to just get clarification if this is on top of the one million that um, PD had already presented last week. Um, is this the same one million or is this the ad an additional one million it, it's to the an, office? It's in addition to. Okay, can I ask where did those dollars, like what did you do to find that million? Remember, I asked for it. That's I, right. I but was through. I, yeah. From the day, it's just boom, another million for young yeah. people this summer. But I think Let's it's go. important to, we made the ask, and you were able to find the one million, wanted to just have a better understanding of how those dollars. Hi. Mm -hmm. uh, Lady Melstein, Assistant City Manager. The mayor said be creative, so we're being creative, and we are hoping that we have enough resources in the current year. We're funding it out of the current year. Okay. We're funding it out the current year. Okay, that's correct. And then the out years, if this is something that council wants to continue, have built in, been built into 25, 
26, 27, and 28 of our forecast to show you what that does to our five-year over the term. Same with climate uh, language access and the park rangers. So okay. you'll see that in the uh, forecast that was presented with the 24 uh, fiscal year 24 proposed budget item that's in your agenda package. And also to add on to that, uh, it's also why you're approving the, um, the, the companion report mm -hmm. so that we can have resources enough to do that in the current year. But be real clear, at this point, it makes the out years a million dollars worse in the red ink. Okay. So we're just solving for the, the one year in. And uh, I think Rathala mentioned earlier, we're extending some of the contracts through OVP out of the police department for three months, is that? Or six months, Kathy or Nicole? Three months. Three months because we're trying to get this money out through RFP and we don't want the contracts to lapse. So that's also part of this. Yeah. Can I just add, I just maybe on yeah, this. Yeah. You know, the, int my int the intent, and it came from all of us, but the intent was to see if we can beef up even more intervention program for young people during the summertime, right? Yeah. Uh, to the degree that we can intensify the summertime, um, the better and safer our community will be. Thanks, Mayor. I was just going to say that I know summer is just around the corner. And again, just really grateful to see the additional $1 million for the Office of Violence Prevention. They do incredible, critical work, uh, really the holistic approach that's needed to address um, healthy neighborhoods in our community. I see Dr. Clavel in the audience as well. I want to give her a shout out. So really grateful to see that. Um, I do also, I know uh, at their last meeting, we had some questions around the 101 vacancy. I definitely want to say thank you to Chief Lester for sending up a follow-up email, uh, really how those positions will play out in the budget. Um, I know she's shared with us, even though there's 101 vacancy, um, if we take into account the different cohorts that are coming in, that leaves about 45 vacant position, um, about 6.6 .6 million um, on the table. But what she have shared with us uh, during council last week is that these dollars are going to be absorbed by overtime. And I think just wanting to reiterate that uh, to the public as well as we um, engage in conversation in two weeks uh, when this budget comes back to the full council, um, because there's a lot of conversation about the vacancy and what we're going to do with those dollars. And so just wanted to um, wanted to bring that, that point back up again. But those are all the comments that I, I, I have. Um, really looking forward to the fuller conversation when we when we have this on the 13th. And um, with that, I'll second the motion of Vice Mayor to bring this budget forth to the full council for consideration and debate. Thank you very much, Councilmember Talamantes. Thank you, Mayor. Um, you know, supporting our city of Sacramento workforce continues to be a priority for everyone on this dais, and I'm really happy to see the budget reflected in that. You know, we need to make sure that we're fully staffed fully resourced and have all the equipment that we need so that people can do their jobs. Um, also kudos to Vice Mayor Guerra and Pro Tem Vang for language access. I really do appreciate your work on this. I was on the school board working on language access there while you were busy at work here at City Hall. And I'm happy to see this MyOp created because one of the most important things we can do for our communities is make sure that they can understand the information that we're trying to relay to them. You know, we have a very beautiful, diverse community. And that outreach is essential in making sure that our programs work for what they're intended to do. Um, and then city manager, I did make an ask last week at council to include trash pickup for our in-house population using general fund dollars, but I don't see it reflected on this budget. Can you please? Yeah, we had a discussion internally here. We're not going to need to uh, uh, make an additional um, ask of the, the council as part of this budget process. However, we do have a $4 million contract with Forensic Clean. We're going to work with our uh, DCR team to figure out how we can 
uh, provide those receptacles in the places that you've identified. So we're going to do it out of that existing contract. Okay. Thank you. Very good. Let me um, let me add my thank you uh, to the members here who have advocated hard. Uh, you know, the fuel network is, um, I know it started as a one-time thing, and I know we have to figure out the long-term funding here, and yet it continues to be so compelling, um, especially as the world is changing. And, and Sacramento has been rightfully so welcoming to our refugee populations. And we also know there are a lot of ill winds out there on the political front um, when it comes to immigration and refugees. And so let's continue to thank you, Vice Mayor, and thank you, City Manager, really, for working collaboratively to try to figure this out. We know we have to finish some of that administrative work, but it's a good, you two are a powerful combo on this. So th thank you very, very much. Um, uh, and same to Mayor Pro Tem and Vice Mayor on language access. And thank you to the climate um, advocacy community. We're all climate advocates for coming on out. I know one position is not, uh, you know, huge, but it actually is big because it allows Jennifer Veneman and our team to really uh, expand the scope of duties, which I know has been just a frustration in terms of the the timing. You know, the time that it takes. So that's a that's a very very good addition. The million dollars for. Uh, violence prevention, that's a million dollars worth of services, uh, investments for young people. Thank you, city, uh, city manager and, uh, and city finance team for your creativity um, in helping uh, to make that happen. Um, there'll be a lot of thanks on budget. You know, I just want to say on behalf of the, you know, thank you. If we could turn the phones off, I'd appreciate it, Mr. Worthy. Um, you know, we'll talk more about this when we take up the budget on the 13th, but I just want to say it a couple of times because sometimes it's worth repeating. In terms of the police budget, the chief and her team have done something which is um, I haven't seen too often um, in my time. They've eliminated a significant number of vacancies. They're adding a significant number of patrol officers and they're doing so without a significant uh, impact, additional impact on the city budget. That's good. That's creativity. That's what we want to see more of. So we don't have to fight. Maybe we still will, you know, about this, that, and the other thing on the police budget. Because if we can find a way to be creative, and we need to employ that same creativity when it comes to the Department of Community Response discussion that we have, because that involves public safety as well. And we will be. But I just want to point that out because it's very um, commendable and impressive to see 25 new patrol officers and eliminating positions. That's not David Copperfield or, you know, magic. It's just good, creative work. So I wanted to call that out. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. Point of clarification for the committee. Um, because the fuel add is a contingent, we'll add language in the budget resolution that authorizes to do it, us to do it. And then more than likely we will put it in the forecast italicized so you can see the impact of it, but there won't be an actual appropriation, but we'll have authority for it. Just want to let you know what you'll see in two weeks. Perfect. 
Okay. Be watching for that. Okay. <laughs> All in favor, please. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Oppose, abstain. Excellent. Thank you. Um, let's move to uh, item four in the Measure U Advisory Committee. Uh, Chair Dickinson? I'm sorry? And Mr. Jasso's here as well. Thank you, Mr. Mayor and council members. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to present the Measure U Community Advisory Committee's recommendations on the city's 23-24 budget. Let me start by saying that we recognize that for a variety of reasons, which you and your staff have um, articulated at pre previous meetings, we recognize um, this will be a particularly challenging budget year. Um, in addition, we recognize and appreciate the council's commitment to staff as a top priority um, in this budget. I want to give a shout out to the entire Measure U Community Advisory Committee for their hard work and flexibility in developing these recommendations in a short time frame. And particular thanks to Vice Chair Duke Cooney, who uh, literally put these recommendations to paper overnight to get them on today's agenda. With that said, Consistent with the purpose of the committee as described in the staff report and with the powers and duties of the committee as established in Resolution 2018-0393, we make the following recommendations regarding the proposed 23-24 budget. First, related to performance measures and evaluation of city expenditures, we re recommend more robust metrics be collected on Measure U general fund expenditures, especially tracking measurable outcomes and impacts, district by district measure U expenditures, including key demographic and socioeconomic um, characteristics related to these metrics. Second, related to community engagement, we urge the council to renew and increase support for the participatory budget program. Specifically, we are recommending $5 million in the 23-24 budget year. The preliminary evaluation of the report of the, pro of the project showed a high level of success for the program and identified lessons learned from the pilot to further build on its success. Finally, with respect to priorities, the committee identified through a stacked rating process the priorities you see in our letter included in the staff report. I want to call out specifically the committee's concern, which I know you all share, um, about the humanitarian crisis around homelessness that continues to grow and our recommendations that resources and funding be made available for prevented, preventive and rapid rehousing, increasing the number of shelter beds, mobile showers and restrooms, respite centers, and further development of transitional and per permanent housing. In addition, with respect to community response and public safety, we want to emphasize in the context of the council's re re resolution defining public safety and recommend, uh, for community, recommend that community-based uh, organizations to provide community response and crisis intervention teams and violence prevention programs, particularly those that focus on gun violence. Finally, I want to say it's, um, um, 
unusual, feels unusual that you've adopted your budget recommendations to go to council before receiving these recommendations um, to the public. And I'm hoping in future years that these recommendations can be heard before you adopt your budget. And I hope there are opportunities in particular with participatory budgeting that the actual recommendation be um, adopted in some form. Thank you. Th thank you, Chair Dickinson. Um, may maybe just respond. First of all, thank you for your hard work and the work of the commission. Um, really, really valuable. A couple of things. Um, as I understand it, the, the Measure U Commission has completed the first round of million-dollar awarding of the participatory budgeting grants. The money has not yet gone out. And so um, I'm really interested in the results of this pilot. I think it's very, very hopeful uh, and a very good thing. And I think at some point, maybe during the late summer, the fall, if we could tee up a sort of a report slash eval of some kind where we actually hear what it was uh, and where the money went, et cetera, that might then tee us up for either mid-year or, or next year, you know, to repeat the effort, in addition to what we talked about at the last uh, but city council meeting, I guess it was, about trying to put the Measure U committee in a powerful position to help guide us, and working with the city team, of course, and, and the members, to figure out how we create more participation, period, uh, of the community in the budget next year. Uh, and so I think um, even though this is not included in this year's budget, I hope that the members of the commission and yourself at least hear what I'm saying uh, as one member, that over these next number of months, I think we can tee up to do more. But let's hear back about the million dollars, how it went, where it went, et cetera. Let, let's, you know, let's get some excitement about what, what, what seeds that's planting. And then let's also talk about the broader issue of how we increase participation in the budget process. Appreciate that. I do. I will say that um, we submitted the evaluation of the the preliminary evaluation of the participatory budgeting process uh, pro, um, pilot program after our March meeting and um, submitted it to council. I don't know where it sits at this time, and I'm sorry that um, that that has not come before council to create to sustain the momentum that we have uh, with the identification of the funded projects and the, the process of getting the, the money out to people. Um, I hope that there's some way that the council, this committee and the council could signal that there's a commitment to participatory budgeting as well as to the broader idea of community engagement in the budget. Um, so that it's not just a one-and-done or just-kidding kind of um, that, program. That, that's what I just tried to do. Uh, and I appreciate that, <laughs> but I'm hoping, I'm actually hoping that you can uh, have do, the rest. Actually do something about well, it. Well, actually have the rest of the committee join you in sending that signal ah, to the rest of the council. Okay. Um, Everybody have their signal light on? <laughs> okay. No, I mean, I, I think I'm just trying to be strategic here because no, I, I, I think I, we get the 
when we get the million dollars and see how many community groups are funded and how it's working, et cetera, that that I think will be the, that'll be a good pivot point. Um, so I'll leave it up to my colleagues for whatever they want to say. I think Mayor Pro Tem Vang will, will weigh in here in a minute. Thanks, thanks yeah. Mayor. Um, just really quickly first, um, Chair Dickinson, just thank you so much for everything that you do for the community and your service on the Measure U Commission. Um, also another shout out to uh, Vice Chair Duke Cooney as well for his hard work. Um, just definitely wanna uplift two, I think, requests in particular. Um, you're absolutely right. This item should have came before the vote that we took um, <laughs> to move the uh, draft budget. It hasn't been voted on officially, so we still got time until June 13th. But I think it makes sense just moving forward how we time things. I think it's important to um, hear from the Measure U before we take that vote. So just for consideration for those that um, craft the agenda. Let's make sure that happens. And then um, wanna just um, echo the mayor as well regarding participatory budgeting, which I'm a big proponent of. I actually think it would be really beneficial because um, you know budget and audit gets really busy during the early years before budget. But I actually think um, after this summer is a really good time, mayor, and I like to request, I'm not chair or vice chair of budget and audit, but I think for the Measure U Committee and everyone that participated in the participatory budgeting process to come back and actually do a workshop here for our Budget and Audit Committee on lessons learned, what we would do differently, how we can incorporate it now in our current budget. I think that's really important before we get to mid-year for next year. So I would like to request, um, I know this is an item to, to file, it's an action item too, but I'd like to add that we do a budget um, workshop, particular on the pilot program of lessons learned, which projects got funded, the outcomes, all of that, because I think that's important. Um, and then we can forward that workshop to the full council, but kind of work it, workshop it here um, at budget and audit. And so that would be my request. So I think we were talking, talking to the city clerk, it's already tentatively planned for September the 5th. I mean, we can do Great. August if necessary, but September is coming quick. Whatever, we can, we'll work it out with you. Okay. And, 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 and with the committee okay. leadership, okay? No, I think the committee would love to do that. We'll and, do it. Um, and we, we can do that. Thank you, thank appreciate you so much, Chair. Really appreciate and, all, and in, all your great work. In workshop form, so we have some time to really do it right. Gotcha. Okay? Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Good, thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. Yes, I'm sorry, Councilmember Telemontes. I also want to thank you for your work, and especially to my District 3 Commissioner, Marbella Sala, who yes. uh, comes to council, um, is very active in the community, and listens to what people need. I think just for the future reference, we're going to have another committee uh, for the Youth uh, Commission, and so I'd be curious to see how the Measure You Committee and the future Youth Council um, will operate together. So something for staff to look into to see where we're allocating dollars, where we're not, where one committee could allocate those dollars and the other one for more capital improvement. You know, what, it's up to you, your discretion, but I'd be curious to see how you guys can work together. Thank you, yes, I th and I think at uh, the last council meeting that I presented at, I offered to um, share any lessons learned with the, the sort of the um, establishment of our committee and, and the lessons we learned um, in, in the, the startup. For that committee too, so that might start. That might be a great way to start a relationship between the two committees. So I'm, I'll speak for the committee and say we'd be happy to do that. And you're so right about um, uh, Member Sala. She is a stalwart and a Dynamo. huge, yeah, huge, huge um, part of uh, the success of the committee. Love it, uh, Vice Vice Mayor Geta. 
Yeah, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Just wanted to extend my public uh, gratitude for your work, Commissioner, and uh, and also Commissioner Silas and Commissioner Riviera, who's uh, always keeping me informed out there in Tahoe Park. But uh, again, we appreciate your work. Uh, I think uh, you know definitely an, an oversight on our part, uh, making sure that next time we look at the order of of this uh, of the agendizing. And uh, in the past, it's it clearly gave us um, something to chew on before the. The items come up so thank you uh, with that thank you mr. mayor thank you okay thank you very good that is received and filed with the you need a motion on it but I do have three speakers oh we do go ahead yes please I have three speakers on this item the first is Marbella Sala then Nikki Pashal then Lambert Davis thank you good afternoon as you know, I'm the Measure U representative for District 3 in Marbella, and I'm really happy to hear that you acknowledge next time the order of our recommendations, because I was too asking, like, wait a minute, we made some recommendations, and how do we know it will be adopted? Um, and I'm also really happy to see that you're going to have a workshop um, around participatory budgeting, because it is a great program, the data that was collected, the analysis, it, it's, it's rich with a lot of information and shows where things can be different, but then where the successes were and how the community participated and were excited being able to identify how a million dollars would be spent in their community. And it's very valuable. And I agree that the, the community really wants to participate and you've heard it with other people in the audience. They want to participate and talk about programs in their neighborhoods, in their community that are needed for funding. The other point I, it's really important and I, I, I want to stress is um, the data. It was hard for us to determine since Measure U has been funding programs, how do we know that what we're funding is, is being successful in by district by neighborhoods and we don't know so we can't make adjustments to the budget without having that information so I'm hoping that this coming year we'll be able to look at it and be able to really make informed decisions when we make our recommendations the last piece is the importance of violence intervention in our neighborhoods we have a successful program um, brothers to brothers and I'd like to see how we can use that and expand it in other neighborhoods like Gardenland, Northgate. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Next speaker is Nikki Pashal, then Lambert Davis. Nikki? Thank you. Uh, again, Nikki Pascal, uh, a resident of District 4 and also a member of the Measure U Committee. Um, I wanted to echo the comments of Chair Dickinson and Member Sala with regard to the committee's recommendations, um, particularly around the Commission's um, need for data to really um, inform our work and the charge that the voters gave us um, to um, advise and audit on measure use spending. Um, also wanted to echo their comments with regard to participatory budgeting. Um, it's really important we don't lose momentum that was built in the first round of the pilot. And given that the process for engaging the community is very lengthy and robust, I would urge the council not to wait on funding the second round so that it can get started. 
I also wanted to make some comments just in a personal capacity. Um, I have a concern that the draft budget as proposed actually reflects a reduction of Measure U funds devoted to homelessness services compared to last year because of the receipt of state money. And it's wonderful that we're getting state funding, but I can't see any reason um, given the growth of the crisis on our streets that those funds wouldn't be additive rather than supplanting Measure U funds. Um, the recent report on Measure U that you the council received shows the city hasn't yet fulfilled our commitments under that measure and while i personally object to the punitive aspects of measure o um the promises that were made to the voters um, to trigger those um where that measure u funds would be used to keep the city's commitment and um, redirecting some of those funds before that's complete i think is inappropriate um also just wanted to echo the comments around the process of the um, and the measure you committee um, sh should be here before the council takes action and appreciate uh, council member Vang and Gara for your support on that. Um, thank you. Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Lambert Davis. Mr. Davis is our final speaker on this item. Yes. Um, this is Lambert. I wanted to comment on that whole process. Um, as a person who attended many measure you meetings, mainly where Mayor Steinberg was, and I went to several meetings. So I, I'm one of the people that you won't ever say doesn't understand Measure U, because I wanted to find out what is that. And so I pursued it, and I pursued it with a vengeance. Last summer, I went to several meetings in District 2, because I know there's over 20 communities in this city I mean, in this district, one of the most gerrymandered districts in California is District 2. And so I went to four meetings. It would have been five, but the PBID, Del Paso Boulevard Partnership, they canceled both meetings. And they still received $20,000. I don't think they should receive any money if they don't do any research, uh, outreach, because that's fraud to me. They received $20,000. That $20,000 could have went to CORE, and it could have went to Tudor Bay and Back Cheesecakes. Now, the other thing that got me during that time was when I went to different meetings, shout out to the Mung Community Center, uh, the Roberts Family Center, the Robertson Community Center. I went to all of those places, and I'm well received there because all of the people that run those outfits like cheesecake, and they buy them from us. So I was there. And I, I did not hear during all those meetings that you could not be civically engaged. I learned that afterwards, and we had several members and family members that attended those meetings, and somehow my paperwork did not get accepted. I went to four meetings, submitted. All right. <clears throat> Vice Mayor, before we take a motion. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Mayor. I'll just go ahead and move uh, the full report to the council for discussion and also include staff direction for a September workshop on budget on uh, participatory budgeting. Okay, city manager wanted to, I'm sorry. Oh, a second by. I just want to make a quick comment into the measure you committee. I apologize for the way this was agendized. It was always our intent for a budget and audit to hear this prior to the adoption, but as you recall, it got moved around a couple of times. We had some disruptions in this council chambers and 
you know, absolutely. We had it teed up, I think, twice to be heard. And it just um, it got pushed back, pushed back. We're at a place now where we're going to be adopting the budget June 13th. So my apologies. We'll, we'll do better next time. Well, it's okay. You know, it's been a crazy period of time. So I don't think an apology is necessary. But this is the way I think we make up for it. There's no guarantee, okay, because we don't know what the mid-year is going to be like, right? But this is successful. We ought to find another million dollars to do it a second time. I know you wanted five, but at least a million dollars so that we can we could replicate this. And I know we've got to be creative again um, and do it, you know, maybe in the, in the fall or, or at mid-year so that we don't lose momentum, right? That's, that's the thing. So that's, that'll be the, in, the goal, the intent. Not a guarantee, but the goal and the intent, and we'll stay focused on it. All right? Thank you. Okay. Motion and, Motion and second. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Oppose, abstain. That passes. We have one last item, and this is Councilmember Valenzuela's item. I know that she has worked closely with Treasurer Colville uh, on this, and I think this is good to go, right? Um, and, and so do we have a lot of public testimony on this one? May I have five speakers on this item? Okay. First speaker is Chris Brown, Ralph Proper, then Mac Worthy. Good afternoon, uh, members of the Budget and Audit Committee. Very happy to be here this afternoon and to support this uh, motion. I'm with the Sacramento Climate Coalition. We're 37 local community and uh, civic organizations that support rapid climate action, environmental justice, and a just transition to a new alternative energy economy. We were here a year ago uh, and gave a memo to the council during the budget process about different ways to fund uh, climate action. Uh, a public bank was one of those options and we're really happy to see that it's on the agenda today. We also thank uh, Councilwoman Valenzuela for her leadership on this issue. Um, and the fact that uh, this is not an issue just supported by climate uh, activists, it's also supported by affordable housing advocates, people across the community see the benefit of clawing back, to use a currently popular phrase, money that we are spending on commercial banks to be spent in our community. Specifically, $54 million, according to city staff, is already on the books to be sent to commercial banks for interest on general fund debt. Uh, we heard last summer that the uh, staff says it'll take $3.2 billion to fund the climate action plan. This isn't anywhere near that amount, but every dollar counts, especially the dollars we're sending somewhere else. This is a really important thing to move forward. The RFP meets the needs that are required in state law. We support it for that and because it helps maintain city leadership in climate and public finance. And the, uh, these will be necessary funds for attracting the grant funds that are out there for climate. You have to match in order to get those grants. Thanks very much, and we encourage a yes vote. Thank you for your yes. comments. Ralph Proper, then Mac Worthy.
Well, hello again. Uh, Ralph Proper with the Environmental Council of Sacramento and uh, Breathe California Sacramento. And uh, I just want to briefly say that uh, we support uh, this, uh, this motion. Uh, we think that uh, Public Bank is a good idea to get us moving on a variety of, of concerns. Uh, other cities are, have, are moving in that direction. Uh, we, we can, too. This will help uh, for uh, climate action we need and affordable housing concerns, uh, which are the biggest concerns we have here. Thank you very much. Give your comments, Mac Worthy, then Glail Saba. Mr. Worthy, please turn off your phone. It's the second time we've had a disruption in the chambers. People were here talking about a bank. Do you realize the banks in Sacramento is on the storefronts? That's all. Here we're talking about climbing money. People wake up, jump public, you better be aware of what's going on here. If it's not an equity trust bank, you're going to lose your ass off. I'm going to tell you that right now. Now, only one man I know still living, Mr. Pick in L.A., Bill Berger's close friend. Now, property. We got one court appraiser attorney in this town who's an associate of mine. But you go all the way to San Francisco and get an appraiser by the rule of thumb. Go to the bank and ask for an equity loan to invest and see what the bank tell you. <laughs> it's pitiful, people. It is pitiful. I lost $50,000 in the Teacher Pillar Credit Union. Jimmy Carter Pro's Federal Reserve Fund. Whose funds you gonna operate off? The city don't have the fund. That climate change is a trip. See, I wanna see Trump get back in and close that stuff off. That's China's money. That's what that's gonna, that's China. People wake up. What's going on here? They said two hundred thousand dollars we covered. Then we hit the Silicon Bank. Some woman had three million dollars in there, and she got us out. People, it's just like the garbage people. When the easements clog up, you have the shit coming, and that's what's going to happen here. Wake up, people! You don't have enough people here educated enough to know anything about banking and investing. You don't. Where's your accounting firms here that come in here and speak? You don't kind of. Where's your PhD in business administration that don't come in here? Jeffrey Berger's still living, and I hope he get here a consultant for his daddy and what went down on the equity trust in Campus Con. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Glail Saba, then Douglas McPherson. Good afternoon, Mayor council member and staff. I'm a volunteer with Sacramento Climate Coalition and I ask for your um, support for a public bank and specifically option two. California is, the, is at the forefront of a national movement for the public banking and democratization of finance with the passage of AB 857, the California Public Banking Act that passed in 2019. The Sac Sacramento public banking effort um, appreciates the leadership of uh, Councilmember Valenzuela as well as the forward-thinking leadership of the city treasurer and the um, op banking operations manager. As we have seen with the recent California private bank failures, while um, their profits are enjoyed privately, their losses burden our public funds. 
I'd like to point out the shining example of the Bank of North Dakota, the only public bank in the US, which according to an article in the Wall Street Journal, uh, its return on equity and measure of profitability was 18.5%, about 70% higher than those at Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan. This quote from Ellen Brown, the founder of the Public Banking Institute, explains why the public bank model is more profitable. The public bank model is simply more profitable and efficient than the, public, than the private model. Profits, rather than being siphoned into offshore tax havens, are recycled back into the bank, the state, and the community. The, um, the Bank of North Dakota's costs are extremely low, no exorbitantly paid executives, no bonuses, fees, or commissions. Um, only one branch office, very low borrowing costs. These are all features that set publicly owned banks apart from privately owned banks. Besides that, they are safer for depositors, allow public infrastructure costs to be cut in half, and, um, and so I, at this point I ask for your support for uh, uh, option two to support a public bank. Thank you so much. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Douglas McPherson, and then Sally Callahan will be our final speaker on this item. Mayor, council members, and staff, my name is Doug McPherson. I speak today in support of a public bank in Sacramento. Additionally, as of today, the following organizations have signed a resolution showing their support for this important work. Community Lead Advocacy Program, Public Health Advocates, Sierra Club Sacramento Group, Social Justice Politicor, Third Act Sacramento, Sacramento Move to Amend, Community Land Trust, and 350 Sacramento, and as Ralph said before, ECOS. The list continues to grow as we reach out to other organizations. These groups know that a public bank in our community could be a strong force for good. Instead of providing funding for just the next budget cycle, a capitalized public bank can provide generations of Sacramentans with additional money for climate change, affordable housing, public infrastructure, to name but a few. A creative solution, Mayor, with a lasting legacy addressing underfunded priorities to our region, I strongly urge you to take this first step in supporting a public bank. Thank you very much. Sally Callahan. Sally's our final speaker on this item here. It's been said, so goes California, so goes the country. And here in Sacramento, you certainly are leading us in that. So as a community member of Folsom, I'm saying thank you for what you're doing because hopefully other incorporated areas can do what I hope you're going to be doing. Thank you. Thank you for coming. All right. Thank you very much. We have a few minutes left. We'll turn it over to the city council. Thank you for the public testimony. Mayor Pro Tem, Vice Mayor, and then Councilmember Talamantes. Thank you, Mayor. I just have some comments and then a question for our amazing city treasurer. Um, first, um, I know as a council, we have discussed numerous times on this dais on creative ways to, one, keep our local dollars local, and two, how to draw down uh, more dollars. Um, and this proposal from Councilwoman Valenzuela is really about exploring that, right? Exploring the type of tools um, to get revenue resources to keep our dollars local so that we could address our priorities. I really want to just say thank you also to all the folks that came in today during public comment to speak in support of this. Um, I just have a few comments, just um, comments and then a few, just one question for our city treasurer. Um, 
I believe in the proposal, Councilwoman Valenzuela had mentioned that you have been in numerous meetings with Climate Coalition and SAC-ACT to really discuss the creation of a public bank in Sacramento and just wanted to know, you know, as our, officially as our treasurer, um, just what are your thoughts overall in exploring this option as a city? Well, thank you for the question. Um, yeah, at my last review last year, the, the Councilwoman thought that this was something I should really work on. So uh, along with Kim Gladden, my banking operations manager, we really delved deep into this. And conceptually, it's a great idea. It hasn't been come to fruition anywhere in the, state of, in the United States other than um, South Dakota. LA's working on one. San Francisco's been working on one for four plus years. And, and a similar one is in the Bay Area with Oakland, uh, Oakland, Richmond, and Berkeley, along with Alameda working on it. So conceptually, it's a great idea because you're able to take in Idle, you're using idle city funds that are maybe in long-term bond positions or in an economic uncertainty fund to create a, a corpus. And then we have money we currently manage in the pool from areas like SHRA, CADA, things like that. That's money that's kind of sitting in, in, in pool A earning, you know, one plus percent. So we could basically lend this money out to um, objectives that the city council is looking for at a, at a really reduced rate and then cycle the, the earnings interest, the delta that you earn from what you give in earnings to what you, you lend out in and cycle it back into the program. So it creates a, 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 a mechanism where we can continually fund ourselves. So, I mean, it hasn't happened yet. I think the feasibility study is required under AB 857. So that's the starting point. Uh, as the city manager mentioned, it says $250,000 in the in the proposal, um, the friends of East uh, East Bay were able to do it for thirty-five thousand. So that's kind of where we're looking at it right now. But I think it's a great idea to explore. Thanks, well. thanks, John. Re really appreciate that, especially as our city treasurer that oversees a lot of our finances. Really appreciate that. Um, just your answer. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this opportunity. I know this we're in the exploratory stage, but uh, what I've read, uh, what I've learned thus far um, from public banks is that you know they do benefit local communities, right? And you mentioned kind of how the cycle of dollars come back into the community. I think that's so important. Um, also, when we think about just financial financial institution, I know, um, especially representing District Eight, where we don't have many banks, uh, many of our low-income communities, and people of color have actually, you know, buried the brunt of um, just systemic racism that we have in our financial institution. And so um, this is also a win for our community if, if we can move forward on this path. And so I'm um, really excited about this. Um, I don't have any more questions, but um, again, with this proposal, uh, it is a request for funding to create a business plan um, so that we can begin to explore a potential public bank, and I'm in full support of that. Uh, I know today we're not committing. I am in full support, but today is about committing those additional dollars to do the next step um, and so really excited about that and so with that I like to um, I know my colleagues Polly would like to speak on this too but I like to make a motion to di uh, direct us to commence this work with the city treasurer um, and move this item forward to the full council for consideration so option number two thank you Thank you very much. Temp. I'm actually going to be working with uh, uh, Mike Jasso's team as well, economic development, because there's a certain concept to it that works for them as well. That's great. Thank you so much, John. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mayor Pro Temp. It's been properly moved. I'll go ahead and second that motion. I just want to thank our city treasurer for uh, consistently looking out of the box. Uh, when you first came on, we asked you to think creatively. And, you know, we first started off with uh, with looking at how do we use our, our uh our, uh, our fluid, you know, liquid money that we could to make sure that local banks were investing locally. 
and we've created the opportunity to fund uh, some housing projects most recently with some of the, the liquidity that we had as well. And so this is a good evolution in, in how the city becomes smarter with its money to be able to grow our own. So I think it's a, a good opportunity. The only thing that I would ask here uh, when this comes back is also to look at, okay, what what um, what are, uh, you know, uh, resources or other tools that, say, our local credit unions are not? Not the private banks, but the credit unions who are, have partnered with the city um, and how they, you know, are there, um, are there, are there uh, resources or tools that they're already using? So with that, uh, uh, glad to second the motion. And um, let me bring, bring this over to Councilmember Talamantes. So I'm also supportive of public banking, and I think it's a great idea. The up to $250,000 scared me, yeah. just because we're in budget and audit right now, and we have a very tight budget. So I'm like, okay, well, where is this money going to come from? So it made me happy to hear you say 35000 is kind of what we're looking at. Yes. I would like my colleagues to make, can I make a friendly amendment to your motion and say up to $40,000 for this consultant fee instead of the two fifty as originally proposed? Well, let me ask the city treasurer and city manager on on the need for the uh, the scope and what the number is. But I'll and I'll defer to the maker of the motion too. Well, that's that's the re what we found from our research is what it's cost. Uh, so, two hundred fifty thousand was for a full feasibility and business plan study. This is just for the feasibility aspect of it. Would you agree, folks? Yeah. Then I would just keep it up to two fifty because I want to allow that that flexibility. Um, and I trust the discretion of our treasurer and our city manager to make that decision. Um, but I, so I'll keep the amendment the same then. Yeah, I mean, so city manager, where would this funding come from? Uh, so we'd, we'd have to work with the treasurer's office and, you know, if there's um, any year-end resources within any of the departments, it'd come from there. And if not, we'd have to figure out at year-end if there are any resources that we can plug back into the departments. So, I mean, up to 250 I think, is okay. Uh, the treasurer and I talked about $35,000. Okay. If it goes more than that, you know, we'd have, we'd have a discussion. Um, okay. Why don't we do the, if I may make a suggestion? Sure. The 250 but I think comes from Telemontes, is right to want to, to oversee all the penny. If it, if it comes in, say, over 50, how about you just report back to us? So yeah, that we I'd, know. Be, I'd be okay with a report back. Yeah. I just, um, yeah, we no have problem. to. You know, make sure that we're not spending too much money on all these consultant fees for every single project that we do. So I want to be cognizant of that. So, um, and then my, also my ask is to see, you know, if we can also work with our credit unions. Uh, Sacramento's home to some great local credit unions. I'd like to see how we can make sure they can partner with a public bank uh, to provide retail banking options for Sacramentans. So. Sure. We currently have on deposit nearly $100 million with our credit unions. Yep. Okay. Great. Thank you. The, the Vice Mayor alluded to. So... One last comment. I'm just completely in favor of this. This is, again, a great example of creativity. Thank you for the community coming out, and uh, John, for working this, and Councilmember Valenzuela for pushing forward. I just want to, I want to point out one thing about what the possibilities are, because uh, we've actually already used one of the principles in, in 2022. When Vice Mayor Guetta, Councilmember Chenier, were fighting for more housing along Stockton Boulevard, and the developer, by the way, include a lot of affordable units, um, needed some bridge financing. We didn't really have a ready source because we had expended our general fund housing trust fund dollars, our ARPA trust fund dollars. So working with the city manager, the city treasurer, and the policymakers here, what we did was we borrowed from the risk management fund 
and we used that money, $10 million, and invested it into the project. And uh, it's a loan. The developer has to pay it back. But here's why I thought it was wonderful and an example of what we can do. We were investing in affordable housing instead of Wall Street. It's true, because I knew that line was a good one, by the way. Um, because, because, because what we do with the with our public funds is we invest them in, you know, uh, very secure um, financial investments, which is the right thing to do. But if we have a chance to invest public resources like that into a need in the community, oh my, we get a, actually a better rate of return in this instance. And at the same time, we're able to bridge the funding for, you know, hundreds of units of affordable housing. So this has great potential and appreciate you taking it on, Councilmember Valenzuela and Treasurer Colville, because we've got to do it more. Okay, very good. All in favor? Aye. 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 Um, all opposed? There was a motion. Okay. It passes four to nothing. Uh, we do, thank you. We, we, do, we do have um, some public testimony and items not on the agenda, five speakers. Um, so I guess we're going to probably start the city council meeting a few minutes late for those who are in the audience, but hopefully not too late. Thank you, Mayor. First speaker is Charles Faust and Mauricio Chavez. Um, please feel free to line up in the aisle. Does this relate to the Budget and Audit Committee, or does it relate to some other item of city business? I meant to do this for the 5 o'clock meeting. I was a little early on it. I jumped again. I'm sorry. Then, yeah, you got, we'll, we'll, we'll get you in a minute, okay? Thank you. And I believe we did ask um, Mauricio Chavez. That's for the Budget and Audit Committee meeting. City Council. Thank you. City Council meeting. Okay. Thank you. So, Mayor, I do not have any speakers then. Okay. If there's nothing else to come before the committee, we are adjourned. We will probably start the council meeting, I would say, at 5.05. All right? We are adjourned. Thank you.